0: Ebony K. Williams, attorney and host. Welcome to Holden Court, where we analyze the latest legal headlines that everybody's already talking about. But we dig deep into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down going straight from gavel to your newsfeed. And every week we keep it 100. Right, Dustin?
1: That's righty. Let's hold court.
0: Hey, jurors. So listen, last week was so good that we've got yet another one. That's right. Another best of episode that digs into the nuance, the significance of owning property and land. The only thing God's not making more of, along with time in black America. Listen, sometimes it's a win and sometimes, sometimes we take an L. So listen, you know, on Holding Court, we're going to bring you all the information you need so that you can make an informed decision. Listen, this is about generational improvements. So let's take a listen, because on this episode, we've got clips where we're going to tackle the misinformation. Yes, there's a whole lot of that, especially on this Instagram thing about home ownership that could low key be seen as propaganda and keeping Black folks from the generational wealth we need. Also, we're going to talk about what reparations are looking like all across the country. And just in case you didn't get it the first time, check out this episode. This next story really does bring out my conspiracy theorist, but I, be- I suspect I'm right on this. This is a story put out by CNBC, mm-hmm. and the title alone. And this is proof, y'all, why you cannot just go on clickbait, but people do, and that's why I'm bringing this story here because it's a perfect example of what happens when you see a title, especially an incredible news publication like CNBC. This ain't some shit off a of shave room. No, not this at all. is a business news outlet: mm-hmm. CNBC, Bloomberg, Financial Times. Mm-hmm. Where else do I subscribe? Uh, you know, the Atlantic, any of that? Yes. Forbes.
1: Yep. Something okay. that we seek daily
0: and 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 presume
1: credible. Yep.
0: Rightfully so. So here we go. Headline: Recent study shows home ownership doesn't help build wealth, and that's all the headline says. So let's just start with that. When you read that headline, now you special Dustin, but just put on your everyday person. <laughs> okay. Hat for a second. Hmm. How does it read? What, well, it like, would the validate
1: it would validate me as a person who was probably already having challenges getting acquiring home ownership or mm-hmm. some some sort of, uh, you know, ownership in general. Sure. It's hard for black men in America. It's hard for a lot of people to access that. Absolutely. Right. So as, as a person who was facing those challenges, that would have validated me in just backing away from the process and totally discouraged me mm-hmm. from moving on with mm-hmm. moving forward rather with trying to acquire Home a home. Period. I
0: concur. I think it totally. That's lands. what I would hear. It, fuck it
1: then. Fuck you know it, what I'm saying? Well, good. Why well, wash my hands of the whole damn deal? I,
0: I read it. it without context, and I say good because yeah. that shit is hard anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. Now I ain't got to worry. And about And now
0: it. this financial platform is telling me, don't worry about mm-hmm. it. It ain't even it ain't even what you think it is, right? Like that's the subtext. It ain't even gonna you know bridge this you know wealth gap. Anyway,
1: it definitely feels like someone who is in, you know, who has certain information is patting you on the back and just ushering you off to, to mm-hmm. the side mm-hmm. instead of letting you through. And that's you know, the way you this know what feels. we call
0: that marginalization.
1: Mm-hmm. That's exactly that's Don't what it looks fucking like. Marginalizing me. Yeah,
0: that's what it looks like.
1: CNBC. And
0: then what's so interesting because, you know, again, they are a credible journalistic outlet. They had to tell the truth mm-hmm. when you read the guts. Of the piece.
1: Way down in it.
0: Way down in them terms and conditions Uh that Dustin tells you to make sure you watch out for. You see that that ain't it at all. Mm. What they're saying is not that home ownership does not help build wealth because we all know that it does. does. And I'll, I'll go into that and the why and the obvious nature of that in a second. But let's just stay with the story for a minute. The story itself tells you that home ownership is at least as effective as other investment tools. Mm-hmm. That's really what they're trying to get to. They're trying to say, well, I don't, well, what they tried to do is what they did. Mm-hmm. What they're not saying in that headline, though, Dustin, which is more factually correct, is home ownership is not the only way to build that type of generational wealth. If you take the same money, and this is the big if, okay? If If, if you are a renter, And you take the money that you, quote, save, which is actually a question mark, because everybody, I'm actually, I will tell you, I'm paying less now in my mortgage than I was paying in the year and a half of Airbnb rentals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's a fact. Mm -hmm. And I'm also acquiring equity now, which I wasn't before. Mm -hmm. Anyway, if you happen to save on your rent versus a mortgage, which some people do, but you take that savings and you invest the difference in that savings, Dustin, in certain equally volatile investment tools like index funds, certain stocks in the marketplace, then your wealth building will be about equal. Okay. Okay, well, that's saying something totally different than this headline.
1: That's not at all what the headline right. said. Right. What
0: you're saying is I, I have another generational wealth building opportunity that includes stocks and bonds. That can equate the same level of wealth accumulation netted in home ownership. And that takes two big ifs into consideration mm-hmm. that I have a problem with because y'all not clear about it. Yep. The first is that I have leftover between my rent and mortgage, you know, um, hypothetical mortgage, mm-hmm. which, again, everybody doesn't have. Most people on, don't. Right. Depending on where you live and, mm-hmm. and these rents being crazy as a month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Because that's actually, I'll tell y'all, you know, here in New York, I know this is true of L.A., D.C. markets, Bay Area markets. The reason a lot of us are kind of desperately trying to get into home ownership is because the rents are so outrageous. When your landlord, Dustin, is raising your rent 30, 40, 60 percent in a year, which is happening on the regular.
1: All the time.
0: You know, I'm not paying $7,000 for a one bedroom in New York.
1: I'm not either. I refuse.
0: Right. But that's the trajectory. Yep. And so we would argue, I would argue that the home ownership is less about da 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 It's called rent stabilization, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> if you really want to break it if down. If you really want to break what it down. That's what we're doing That's here. what
0: we're doing. Yeah. All right. So miss me with that argument. Then the second part, Dustin, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, and, and maybe I'm not the best example, but I'm going to be vulnerable. If it's in my account,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: it's probably going to get spent. Period. So that is, a, to me, what for me, I'm not saying for everybody, Dustin, I'm saying for me, right. the home ownership move made sense because if I don't see it, if it's just going straight to that mm-hmm. equity, mm-hmm. it's just going straight to that petty cash fund, it's going straight to that nest egg, mm-hmm. it's building and it's growing and I don't have to worry about it in the same mm-hmm. way. But they're suggesting in this CNBC article, Dustin, for you to have that equivalent wealth uh, growth. <sighs> you would have to then be disciplined enough to take the gap if you have a gap and then invest that money so that's an extra step every you know month or whatever you've got to do the 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 manual of investing it into another investment tool mm-hmm. be it like i said stocks bonds index funds or what have you
1: Ain't well, that, that, that is some bullshit, which is what it is, and it's something that will discourage. It's it, it's so purposeful, right? Because mm-hmm. people who won't take the time to read the full article and really mm-hmm. get the gist of what's being said here are the same people who would be persuaded by a headline that t- like that to not. It discourages forward. you. Yeah. That's what yep. you no, know,
0: that you said the perfect word. That's
1: what they're doing.
0: Discur- it's discouragement, and you know, I'll, I'll quote them just to you know cite my source here. Mm-hmm. They say, according to one particular study. On average, average, renting and reinvesting, see y'all, y'all ain't say that part, the reinvesting part, renting and reinvesting wins in terms of wealth creation, regardless of property appreciation, because property appreciation is highly correlated with gains in the traditional financial asset classes of stocks and bonds. Said another way, because that's a lot. The money that you would need to reinvest in these traditional assets, Mm -hmm. stocks and bonds, can appreciate about about equally because that's what highly correlated means. Mm
1: -hmm. It means about at the same rate. Yeah.
0: Get the fuck out of here! Like y'all are really
1: they tried it, really
0: trying it. And again, I have to believe it's by design, and I have to believe it's because they don't want us to know. The simple fact, now what's become an obvious understandable fact, Dustin, which is that home ownership correlates to generalized wealth positioning. It's a reason, Dustin Ross. I was just talking about this at our MLK Day uh service project for my uh chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha already Incorporated. Just looking at because the question was has black america significantly progressed since the era of Dr. King? And my answer was define significantly
1: <laughs> progress define progress first of right, all right because
0: according to even just the one metric of home ownership not only have we not progressed we've re- we've regressed because and that's not an opinion y'all that's the numbers the numbers say home ownership in america during the 1960 pre cuz there's a 1968 fair housing act mm-hmm. that was established by congress to address Discrimination in housing, to address redlining, to address um, fraudulent and discriminatory mortgage rejections and all Mm -hmm. the things that, guess what, we still see going on today. Still. Okay. That's what that was designed to do in 68. And then homeownerships homeownerships of black Americans hovered around 40 to 45 Mm percent. And ask me where it is today.
1: Where is it, Ebony?
0: Right around 40 to 42 (sighs) percent. Compare it to our white counterparts mm-hmm. who have maintained, in fact, a slight increase, but their numbers are are about the same, too. But their numbers are 70 plus percent, Dustin. Over 70 percent of white Americans. So that's look to your left, look to your right. Seven out of 10 white people in America own their homes. And I'm supposed to believe it's a coincidence, Dustin Ross, that there is that white people have. Uh, we We only have 10 percent of the wealth of white America.
1: You're not, I know I'm not.
0: I can't believe that to be a coincidence, Dustin.
1: The numbers literally tell the story.
0: Yeah. So you mean to tell me white people own 70% of their home. I mean, 70% of white people rather own their homes. Only 40% of black people own their homes. And on, and black people only have a 10, 10% of the of the wealth of white America. The math ain't math.
1: No, not at all. Well, I mean, I, I guess this is really like, blatantly telling on itself, right? With its intention I feel so. it's almost damn misinformation. I feel
0: like it's I feel like if, at, at, at a minimum Dustin it's misleading.
1: It's very misleading. Say the whole so yes. so, so let
0: me retitle this for you. You know, you know them uh, Instagram He's like I fixed it for uh-huh. you.
1: Okay,
0: let me, <laughs> let me let me let me fix You're it gonna for fix you. It.
1: You're going to fix it. you redline let it. How about the, that? you going to redline it. I see what you did it? there. Yeah. I like
0: that. Come on now. Let me redline this for you. Recent study shows home ownership Bills wealth at about the equivalent rate as renting and then reinvesting the extra money you may or may not get from renting versus mortgage payment into the equally volatile investment tools of stocks and bonds. That's the title.
1: Plain and simple. The long and short of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
0: on this one, the people deserve the long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't be trying to shortcut. Yeah. In a way that's disadvantage, disadvantageous to Black America's pocket.
1: And and raggedy bitches, whoever wrote this, you know what you are doing because you know the the personal connection that people have to the woes of that experience. Trying your best, busting your ass, because it's
0: traumatic as hell.
1: Saving every dime you have and every dime you make, which is such a slow process for a lot of people. Slow, being patient, t- tedious, tedious, missing out on other things, you know, and then still being rejected when you go into to these loan. Uh, uh, when you go into these banks to get the loan, that's being it. rejected mm-hmm. after all of that work, you're playing on those emotions of people in that circumstance. And that is low down and dirty.
0: Low down and dirty. And that's why I do think it's intentional, Dustin, because they know it is an emotionally traumatizing process. I will tell you, uh, and we talked about it during my process. Mm-hmm. Speaking of sorority, the sorority um, had a workshop, mm-hmm. right? It's about home ownership. Do you understand? And I'm an active, good member on the yes, executive you are. committee and everything. I could not even attend my own chapters home ownership workshop because I was in my underwriting process and I had been rejected by my lender maybe four times at that point. So it was literally at that point, like just, just between me and God, you know, like that I was going to continue to (laughs) to pray dust and I was going to continue to resubmit every time they said, well, we need you to resubmit you know, you were going to get that resubmission till Christ came back. Yeah. Okay.
1: Until I get the fucking keys.
0: That's it. But that is not for everybody. Everybody mm-hmm. is not built for that level of rejection, Dustin, and that. Because that's how it started no. to feel. It started to feel like y'all want me to give up. Mm-hmm. And just because c- 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 I'm Gloria's daughter.
1: That's right. And
0: because I'm Carrie James Williams Sr.'s granddaughter. That's right. I'm not going to give up. But most of us do. And I, and I think I was really pissed when I saw this headline because it, it triggered that in me. Like now, here's the national media playing into an insecurity and an improbability that already exists when it comes to black people and home ownership. How dare y'all?
1: And people are having conversations about this because just last night I was at uh, a Mexican a Mexican restaurant without me. Um, how dare you in Chelsea? You? I know. Right after the play, we went. I'm just playing. Okay. I'm
0: just messing <laughs> so... with you. <laughs> Oh, I know I you love anything? a good you know, Mexican spot. Good... You know, you know, being enchiladas. That's like right. This. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, but we were as we were sitting there at the bar having the the best shrimp. As a matter of fact, we're going. We're going. Yeah. Did you had some shrimp fajitas, shrimp quesadillas okay, so, oh, that were yes. bomb. Big, yeah. huge. It prawns. was delicious. Okay. Y- y'all, y'all
0: were eating some prawns. So
1: okay. <laughs> uh-huh. So, but we were talking about this article. Yeah. We were talking about really? it. Really? Yeah. Having conversations about this. One of my friends, um, is very interested in home ownership. Love it. Um, you know, we were just we were having a deep conversation around this article so when i got home and looked over our docket the notes for our docket today i was like wow this is so timely like yep. we were literally just this is a very triggering article for a but lot of people we have to talk about it we have, we to, have talk to talk about, about the minutiae of it yes. right yes
0: and to that point um one of our very good mutual friends who has a beard
1: ah okay <laughs> uh uh-huh, uh-huh,
0: <laughs> was over at my place um, uh uh-huh. uh lovely lovely and, you know, he's in his journey. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a grown man, got his little cash situation mm-hmm. together. He's ready. Mm-hmm. He's fiscally fit to purchase. Mm-hmm. And yet he's
1: going through. Facing challenges. Facing and yeah. so what did
0: I do? Um, and this is why we've got to talk. I'm mm-hmm. so glad he was vulnerable to say, Ev, you know, my money right, my credit right, and I'm still going through. Mm-hmm. What can I do? I gave him right on to my um, real estate mm-hmm. uh, lawyer. Mm-hmm. His name is Evans Lagrosse. Mm-hmm. Google him. Look him up. I would not have my keys today. Carrie James would not be wearing out my new rug Miss today. Carrie James. All right.
1: I love you, Carrie James. So sweet. Yes.
0: But it wouldn't be the case but for Evans. Mm-hmm. But for my black, happens to be Haitian, shout mm-hmm. out to Haiti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank for God for sure. the revolution. Yeah, Evans LaGrosse, who is a black, he's our peer, he's a mm-hmm. black man, about 40, 41 years old held my hand Dustin through that terrain.
1: Yeah.
0: He advocated and when my building and sponsors and the lenders and everybody was fucking around, he joined with me and he said, "Make it enough."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Until we closed. And that 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 is important. So I gave his information and I said, "Tell him I sent you yeah. and Evans is going to hook you up." Yeah. He's going he, he he will do everything legally to put you in a home of your own. Mhm. And that's the tenacity, Dustin, we have to have as a culture. So we have to, like you say, I love that you and your friends were talking about this article. We have to spot this for the bullshit that it is. Mm -hmm. We have to reject it on its face and we have to replace it with, you know, again, nothing, nobody say anything's wrong with renting. That's fine. But nobody also said you have to own where you live. Yeah. You know, there's a scenario where maybe you rent, maybe that works for your lifestyle. There's nothing wrong. There's no losing argument. Yeah. Owning some property somewhere, they said this in uh, the piano lesson last night. One of the lines was, "Land is the only thing God not making more of."
1: See, and it's true. So how dare they? How How, dare dare they? they? How dare they? With the the very real and very accessible history and very
0: current day. I just was reading an article in the New York Times uh, not two days ago, Dustin, talking about how Black people are. I think it's seven times more likely to be rejected Mm. for mortgage uh, approvals. Uh, You know, of course, we know the appraisals of black owned properties in black neighborhoods. How many times have we seen
1: that, Ebony, where they come in and stage the house as if a white family was living there and it gets appraised for 25% more?
0: And part of the reason we now know, because now it's being studied Mm -hmm. uh, that that's happening, Dustin, only I think I only I don't even think it's one. in. No, it's like, oh, I think it's three percent of the appraisal profession is black. Like 97%.
1: 3%.
0: 97% of the appraisal entire marketplace. So of all the appraisals, appraisers in America, 97% of them are white. Mm. So there's a movement by Three Sisters. This is also in the Times. Three black women who are appraisers of real estate mm-hmm. uh, are leading the charge to recruit more black people and black women to become trained in appraisal processes mm-hmm. because that's part of the problem. When, when, The oppressor, and by this, I'm not talking about individual, I'm talking about whiteness as a Mm -hmm. construct. Mm -hmm. When the oppressor walks into your space and discounts its value in the spirit of anti-blackness, there's only one way to change that. We have to participate in our own liberation.
1: Yeah. I love that they're leading that charge. I would actually love, you know, I love uh, home rentals and shit anyway. That's so it. I would love to appraise homes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, Maybe need I, to I need come a new by hobby. Come, okay. You need to come by and praise mine. You know I will. Yeah. I'll come and look at this. Okay. We're going to top dollar for that. Yeah, you know that's what I'm it. saying? We're going to set it. it right. That's it. This is great. And I encourage more black people to do that. If you, Now that we've identified this, you know, from a numbers perspective, Absolutely. there's only 3%, 3% of that workforce are black. That's it. Black people that are looking for work yep. get into the it's appraisal market. Space. And yes. I want to
0: say in New York, because one of these sisters is based in New York, New York has allocated uh, city and state funding to train
1: it's on the no city's brainer.
0: dime. So, y'all look into that. This look is into It's a really it. good point. If y'all are anywhere in the tri-state New York area, New York is actually paying for your classes, mm-hmm. paying for your certifications, for you to become a certified real estate appraiser. Mm-hmm. It is a great space mm-hmm. that not enough of us know about and not enough of us are in.
1: Yeah, let's infiltrate that
0: that's if I love you know I love a good infiltration I love
1: a good infiltration the same way that these white supremacists mm-hmm. have infiltrated the uh the, the school systems that's as it. teachers and the police forces as officers let's, let's infiltrate space. yeah yeah let's, let's make infiltrate space.
0: Mm-hmm. my mama tried to play me talking about uh, how is that gonna look when you um because um the Wallpaper in my bathroom <laughs> is um, Harlem Toilet. so oh is, yes, it's yes, this yes, black interpretation mm-hmm. of you know French avant-garde and all of it's fabulous. Love it. And she's like, "Well, is that going to affect your property value?" I said, "Yeah, it's going to make it go up."
1: That's right. How about that's that? What we're doing. How about that? Because
0: that's what bet on black is about.
1: Yeah, it gives it. It gives it a, a historical. That's value. it. Yeah, because
0: when you have the audacity to try to buy some property, uh, in front of the statue of Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm.
1: Then, then you will of, welcome this.
0: Right. This right here by Frederick yep. Douglass Boulevard.
1: Iconic. Mm-hmm.
0: You better you better um uh inflate my price because of my honoring of black heritage and culture.
1: Absolutely. And also that just encouraged me to have just a very quick pivot with you. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the Martin Luther King Jr. statue that <laughs> people are up in arms about? Up in arms, is No exactly plenty, right. right. I would say
0: that's the exact right phrasing. I mean, listen, um, I don't love it. Mm-hmm. But you know, also people getting on my nerves, people are like, "Well, who asked for this?" Y'all stop with that. Yeah. That that saying needs to go. Uh, many people asked for this. Like the fa- the family yeah, asked. For literally
1: this. asked for it. Furthermore, <laughs> you know? is it really who how dare these people? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. A- after we've been tearing down these monuments and statues right. that, that reflect such a poor representation of what has actually <laughs> happened in history. Mm-hmm. We finally have this statue coming up. You might not like her looks. Hell, I might not like her looks. guess what? That's
0: that's the nature of art. It is it's subjective. interpreted. It's, yeah, yeah it's subjective. That's what it it's is. fucking art. And if you yeah. knew
1: more, you don't get to say. And I, that's why I love the way the artist yes, handled I love that, that he takes, he says 10 toes down. Like, excuse the fuck out of me for, like, who are you <laughs> to say, because you, you don't like something? I don't like you. Right, right. I don't like what you got on.
0: Right. How about and that? And guess what? My check cleared. And it's and, not and it's up to you. And you know, one thing I do, I was thinking about it recently after kind of the hoopla.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I do
0: like about the, the ambiguous, because I think the critique is, First of all, a lot of people simple minded. Let's just start with that. Okay.
1: You people don't know enough about art and it's 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 myriad of interpretations.
0: Right. So I was gonna say, if it's not just a bust of somebody's head, mm-hmm. you know. A
1: direct.
0: Right. A a a literal copy and paste, you want to feel away. What I like about the piece is what you're going to know is when you go to that part of Boston is that this is a statue that reflects Dr. King and Mrs. Coretta Scott King embracing embracing in a specific moment in time, which was at the acceptance of Dr. King's Nobel Peace Prize.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So
0: to me, it sparks that conversation. Mm -hmm. It it just you know, that that's a that's a fact about Dr. King that not a lot of people even really they may know it, but they forgot they knew Mm -hmm. it like This man is a global humanitarian Mm -hmm. and this statue is a moment in time of a loving embrace between a black man and a black woman, because God knows we don't see enough of that, as he is on the global stage Mm -hmm. for his humanitarian work. That alone, to me, makes it.
1: Yeah, I'm like, did no one read the plaque?
0: It's and that People, some people mad. Let's just tell you. Some people mad because they know they're gonna have to read that motherfucking plaque. Like read, to the, get plaque. read that's, the plaque. That's,
1: that's part of the fun mm-hmm. of going to, you know, experience art and absorb yeah. art, reading the intention from the artist, exactly. reading what the hell you're looking at, understanding the context. Mm-hmm. And I just hate that this has picked up steam amongst people who don't know nothing about nothing. Don't know damn nothing way. to even
0: talk. Again, haven't done the reading. As simple as the plaque. You won't even read the plaque.
1: That's why your teeth have plaque. Yeah. <laughs> how about that? <laughs>
0: um, I was playing with one of my producers on uh, the Grio and she mm-hmm. was like well I don't like it you know it's, it, it looks like a phallic symbol to me I said but that's because you nasty and get your mind no, out no, of yeah, the
1: cut. Why, you why you got dick on the brain right, and we talking about work. Dr. Damn King well Martin Luther well, the king well what well, we well, well, talking about well Dustin I know but we ain't on are, that well, section of the story we ain't on well, chapter 13 yeah whatever chapter <laughs> we ain't on that section of his story well, yet
0: well now we heard them FBI tapes
1: Dustin we did well you know we all know what's going on hell if I had to you know, walk these niggas to freedom. I didn't need to fuck on something too oh, shit. I I didn't God. needed me a little release too. I ain't too mad at Dr. K oh, actually. Jesus. You know, oh, I would have needed something. You know, oh, something Jesus. cathartic for oh, myself right. so too. A little pillow talk, just a little bit. Oh,
0: some extra pillow talk. No,
1: we're I joking, cannot. but yeah, like yes. get it together, regarding that damn statue. I just wanted to pick your no, brain. We haven't done that we in our offline conversation. Yeah, we have it, but so, that, yeah. that was my
0: thought on that. You know, did it look like I thought it was going to look? No. Am I? Uh, oh, totally in intrigued Mm -hmm. by the conversations of us recalling something about Dr. King that we don't talk about every damn Mm -hmm. day. I appreciate that. Yes. All right. So Bruce beach, y'all, this is a gorgeous piece of property in Los Angeles, Southern Mm -hmm. California, right there in Manhattan beaches is how we know it today. Uh, Y'all know the backstory. This was owned by a black family called Mm -hmm. the Bruce's. uh, And they were, they had plans for this property, Dustin, as early as 1912, 1914. This is the nature of black entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. We have a natural entrepreneurship spirit, I Mm -hmm. believe, as a people. You can read about this in Bed on Black. The good news about being black in America today, it's available uh, everywhere you get your books. And it it drops January 31st. You should order your copy today.
1: Order your copy of Bed on Black. Thank you. So
0: therefore, um, I, I talk about I have a whole chapter called leverage, mm-hmm. and I open that chapter, Dustin, with, it's very hard to be free when you don't own anything. It's hard to be free when you don't own anything, and I think as a people who have been fighting for seeking and pursuing full liberation on this particular land since we got here, ownership and ownership of land specifically, yeah, is essential. I mean, let's let's, re- let's re- rewind and let's think about like for those Black Americans that were able to occupy and walk amongst this land as free citizens during pre, let's just say pre 1865 to put a number on it, because the, there were, let's be clear, there were some free Blacks mm-hmm. in America prior to Abe Lincoln's emancipation proclamation, mm-hmm. okay? Prior to the Civil War. Mm-hmm. It was some people that looked like you mm-hmm. and me who were free black Americans. Mm-hmm. How did they get free? Well, lots of different ways, but I know one of them was we're married, you're a shoemaker, mm-hmm. you have a skill set, you're an artisan, you are a tailor, mm-hmm. you are you are a barber, you are you know, you are a violinist, you are somebody who after, you know, you've done the work of the plantation, you are permitted to go make some some coin, also known as the great American black tradition of side hustling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you, you maintain that wealth. You buy your freedom. You, you what? You buy your freedom. Mm-hmm. You keep hustling and you buy mine. Mm-hmm. That is how a lot of our people Dustin, got free, got free. Mm-hmm. And what did they do when they got free? They bought a plot mm-hmm. and they worked that plot. And they created generational wealth. And that, y'all, is the traditional story of most of the black people that ended up in those first classes of Howard University, Mm -hmm. Fisk University, Mm -hmm. Tuskegee Mm -hmm. University. So that, y'all, is our origin story of what being black and free in America looks like. Mm -hmm. And it is directly tethered to ownership.
1: And it's never talked about in that context. In that context. Never.
0: All right. So back to the Bruce family, they understood this principle, like I said, back in 1912, 1914, when they, you know, had the land and they wanted to make a whole resort town. They didn't Mm want to just build their house on it. Mm -hmm. They saw a vision, Dustin, for a black utopia, Mm -hmm. a black resort, a black white lotus, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you will. Okay. Where we could have and play and have our children play uninhibited Mm -hmm. by the staunch anti-blackness that was going on in this country. And this is what the Bruce family said. This is so beautiful. We know that some – oh, okay, this is what's important here. Okay, so that was the plan. Okay. Then, like I said, KKK – uh, white supremacists, and yes, there were KKK in California. I know that shocks a lot of people, but right. trust and believe <laughs> they were they got on the motherfucking horses and ran and right on they're out there. Still, and KKK, they're still KKK there, in California, literally a still. lot of them. Listen, it's so funny. So my ex husband and I, so this was a many many moons ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, we went to a winery mm-hmm. one time. So we lived in L.A., but we wanted to go to a winery do a wine tasting, and we went. It was in the country, mm-hmm. vineyards. Mm-hmm. When I tell you how many Confederate flags we saw on the way,
1: a reminder. Listen. Okay. Like, oop, oop. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It, it, it looked just like South Carolina.
1: California is extremely racist.
0: Extremely and extremely segregated.
1: Yes. Yep. You go to L.A. and get it fucked up. Listen. Step outside of L.A.
0: Ste- step outside of Baldwin Hills. Go
1: on. Go on step on step outside, outside of Ladera of Bald- Heights. Specifically, those yeah. communities. But
0: step outside of Inglewood. And, and you get Inglewood, reminded. Listen. Okay. So as we were. That was going on. They were being terrorized. They were being intimidated. And essentially, th- through a fake-ass eminent domain, California government acted like they were going to use that land, Dustin, for a park. Park never fucking existed. Never. And they went ahead and just gained millions and millions and millions of dollars on these people's land. So- Two years ago, roughly, efforts started by uh advocates and grassroots leadership to say, nah, y'all are gonna run us this property back mm-hmm. because it's the right thing to do. That's what restorative justice Looks that's like. a term that yeah. we use. That's what it looks like, Dustin Ross. So the Bruce family threw uh, an actual piece of legislation at the state level in California. You know, we all saw the photo. We've been talking about this case. Y'all on holding court for over a year. You know, we were talking about the journey. Then we celebrated Mm -hmm. that the family got it back. They had a whole day and the key and the Mm -hmm. this and everybody smiled and shit. And California did not apologize to the Bruce family, which is a problem. But what they did say, Dustin, was we acknowledge the inherent anti, well, not they used the term, but they should have. They mm-hmm. said we acknowledge the inherent racism. They should have said the inherent anti black mm-hmm. racism. To be clear. Uh, to be very clear and specific, mm-hmm. that led to the initial taking of mm-hmm. your property. And it is with great remorse that we return it to its rightful owners, the Bruce family. Then it was christened Bruce Beach. And, you know, it just felt like an amazing example. And it still mm-hmm. is of what restorative justice looks like when all forces for good work together. Mm-hmm. So everybody was really, like, shocked and honestly kind of sad and disappointed. And, and some puffed a little mad when we just read last week that the Bruce family has decided to sell this exact piece of land that everybody fought so hard to get back. They sold it back to L.A. County. And for what I would say only.
1: A paltry.
0: A dismal okay. $20 million. What'd you think when you saw it? Let's start there. No, go on and say it. We ain't Nigger cutting
1: no- shit. Ooh. It's nigga shit. Throw a little <laughs> dangle of <laughs> carrot <laughs> of money yeah. that seems like a large amount in front of their face. Right. Was there any research done to assess the true value of that land- That part. And really, you know, inform this family of what the they they have, basically- 20 million dollars felt so low so insulting to me such a just okay that was the plan all along they weren't sure. gonna just restore that re- return that land rather to this family and let them do with it what they wanted mm-hmm. no they just wanted to to fix the, the way PR that, yeah mm-hmm. the optics of this
0: well I I just felt so sad when I my heart dropped when I read it I, th- I had to read it twice mm-hmm. because my heart dropped because I was like I know.
1: You got to be fucking kidding me. Well, just
0: based off of everything that I led, I I set the Mm -hmm. story up with about ownership, liberation. Mm -hmm. Okay, things are moving in the right direction. We're about to get these reparations. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Let's go. As hard as most of us are working to have a little tiny little little grass sliver, little sand pebble of property in this day and age with, with interest rates being what they are. Yeah. With FICO being what the fuck it is. You know how hard it is to own property in America?
1: You could have put two houses on the damn land and got that $20 million. In rent.
0: (laughs) In rent. Literally.
1: I just can't believe it. Like, and it just... It's a constant reminder that people don't get it just because they're black. Some people just don't understand and are are only focused on. And I'm not saying that this family is greedy or this is even what their rationale was, you know, mm. behind their decision making. But sometimes you dangle, you know, a large amount of money in front of people's face and they just forget about everything else connected to the ownership of this land.
0: I'm going to say... And I'm not one to normally go here, but I'm just going to, I have to, it's on my spirit to just say how I really felt about it. It felt lazy to me. Mm-hmm. It did. I'm going to tell you why. Because they actually put some, some verbiage as to their why, because I think everybody was like, why the fuck would you do this? And especially why would you do it for $20 million? This is what they said, child. They said, we know that some might have imagined that we would have held this piece of land and tried to rebuild it to the vision of our former family business. But we chose to look to the future instead. They basically didn't feel like doing the work, filing the permits, finding the contractors to do the work to build out this property in a mechanism that A, would have honored the vision of their forefathers, Mr. Charles Bruce and them, Mr. Charles Bruce and them, because that was the plan for this property and you didn't feel like doing the work mm-hmm. and i'm sorry and i'm not one for name
1: calling mm-hmm. public no, i'm
0: just playing <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay we'll save that one for later
0: but i got to call a spade a spade here that's just lazy mm-hmm. that's lazy mm-hmm. and then like you say okay so you you're not really about that life you're not a, you, you don't want to work that hard which i condemn but then Get a real quantitative assessment that at least is going to reflect the true potential value of the land. What I can tell you, and 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 I'm no by no means a property expert, but I used to live in LA and I I did just buy a house and I'm very steep. Mm-hmm. Like that's what. Yes, what, Ebony, what you do last night? Bitch, watch five episodes of uh, House Hunters. Okay, that's literally okay. what I did. Yep. That's my shit. Yep. Okay, I love it. Been watching it for years. Mm-hmm. I've been a student of. Kind of valuation Mm -hmm, of property mm -hmm. at various locations throughout the nation, Mm -hmm, Dustin. mm -hmm. Okay. I can tell you just the land. I, they couldn't have got me to get off that for less than $100
1: million. No way possible. Period. No way possible. Period. No way possible. Period. The earning potential from the property alone. That's the, it. The, 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 the rich historical value of that land That's and it. what it represents. That's it. It is immeasurable in value. It's
0: really immeasurable, but on the on the cheap side, it's $100 million, At least. Or we're not even
1: talking. The t- the, I'm just...
0: It's sad. It's very sad to me. I feel like... When you start talking about the term hustling backwards. Mm-hmm.
1: That's exactly what this is. This hustling is. backwards.
0: Oh. This is all. The, and then, you know, a lot of people outside the family, Dustin, did a lot of work and a sacrifice to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, one of them is a, a beautiful and she really is beautiful inside and out. She's gorgeous. Um, She's a friend of mine. She is the descendant of Lorraine Hansberry. Her mm-hmm. name is Tay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was part of the group of local. Advocate, yes. Along with Kayvon Ward, who is an organizer and a yes. former Manhattan Beach resident who founded this organization called Justice for Bruce's Beach. I don't know, Dustin. I just think at that point in time when the community has wrapped their arms around you and shown up for you and your family, I think you owe everybody more than this. This
1: is why we can't get anything done as, as black people in America when it comes yeah, to unifying true. and rallying for one cause yeah. because people are always going to take their own selfish pursuits and selfish yeah. gain and make that a priority. $20 million is laughable for that property. I wish
0: they would have just called Byron Allen. I think Byron Allen would have gave them more money for that than this.
1: Alone. Listen, Alone. we could
0: be shooting a Grio uh beachside, beachside.
1: Okay, <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to tell. T- seriously, pull like up. this is this is this is so insulting. It's I, lazy. I it's can't so even believe, lazy. like at, in 2023, shit like this is even still happening. But that's because there's always going to be black people in the bunch yeah. who are easily persuaded, short sighted, short sighted, and for them to say we, we're thinking about the future, the future.
0: Child, uh, uh, don't ask me, honey. I could spend twenty million dollars in a in a week,
1: in one day. If, mm-hmm. we're, being if we're being honest, because I know what I want, An- <laughs> okay, and I know what's gonna make the most sense. <laughs> right. So, like, right. every it's just it's right. just crazy to it's me. Very Who in the hell was representing the family? Who made this decision? Who? Who? We need to put some names on this. I at think some it's point. the
0: family. Based off of these quotes, so this is what the district supervisor, this woman named Janice Hahn, said. So she's from the city side. She says this was always about what's best for the family. They feel that the best thing for them is to sell this property and finally rebuild in what world? Uh the generational wealth that has been denied them for almost a century. I hate to t- I hate to tell you, Bruce Family, 20 million dollars is not generational wealth. Period. 20 million dollars is not even wealth if we want to use the W word for one family
1: because they were literally set up in a position to really make some good, to really make change. Yeah. They really were.
0: Yeah, it's it's really sad. Um, but everybody in the family did is not so short-sighted, lazy, and to me, just dumbfound. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh one of the Bruce family members, Miss Patricia Bruce, Mm -hmm. she said this. She's told the Washington Post, I don't think Charles would have sold it. And Mm -hmm. I think she's right. She said that the Bruce family has leased the land to the county but is not allowed to development. This is what an attorney for the Bruce family said. Okay, I believe that. I believe that the city and the municipality of Manhattan Beach and LA County are going to make it difficult. And you know what we have done as a people in the face of difficulty, Dustin? Risen. Risen. Persevered make it enough
1: right and my thing is all that's fine but the dollar amount right. should reflect that it should reflect the true value and potential value of this you've had so many years i, I, I just like like you you see what this land could possibly earn just, and what it's worth why it's what gi- you niggas it's
0: it's gi- <laughs> right. why? it's, it's given. we sold big mama's house for 20 dollars that's
1: exactly what it's given. It's That's a, exactly it's, it's what it's giving. giving. We
0: sold Big Mama House because we didn't want to pay the taxes. We don't want to do the upkeep. We don't, It's lazy and it's, and it's short-sighted. $20 million. I can't even say greedy because y'all didn't really get no money. Really.
1: And what's the split on that?
0: And, and how much you giving to Mr. George Fathery III, the attorney, on that? And how much you giving to tax man on that? So, yo. This story really made me mad, and it made me really sad. It pissed me the fuck off. It made off. me sad for all the people that I know worked so hard, including Tay, including Miss Ward, mm-hmm. you know. And and we just, we couldn't even stop clapping and celebrating the return of the land before I y'all done, motherfucker.
1: I know. I wanted to go and, and, and support this black-owned land that was now, but whatever, what was is what was. We, you know. We moving
0: on. Yeah. But, but that was some that was some fuck shit.
1: Horrible. That's
0: called fumbling mm-hmm. the play. You fumbled the bag, you're hustling backwards and the only good again, if I had to identify some silver lining, hopefully Dustin, this looks like a glaring high profile example of what not to do. As 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 these reparations come in, y'all, and they're coming. This what this is how you don't handle it.
1: That's just it's unbelievably <sighs> stupid to me.
0: Dummies. All right. talk about st
1: louis okay shout out to stl
0: listen shout out to it their mayor beautiful black woman black woman dustin
1: mm-hmm.
0: so silly her name is tashara jones uh she is actually appointed a commission uh to model the same thing dustin nine people just like in california they will be studying what reparations look like for her territory. Mm-hmm. St. Louis has long been in, uh, one of the nation's most segregated cities. More than half of its 300,000 uh 300,000 residents rather are black. It's a very very black city. Uh and most of them live in North St. Louis where it's just it's uh, impoverished mm-hmm. uh high crime very unfortunate way way to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, our people should not be living that way. Period. Uh, the medium household for white people in St. Louis is 55,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for black folks in that same area, 28,000, almost wow. half, almost half. A lot of us remember St. Louis became um, a national hotbed in terms of its politics and, and policies when uh, in 2014, mm-hmm. Michael Brown, nice young Brown. Michael Brown uh, was shot and killed by a police officer there in Ferguson, which is right there by St. Louis. Yeah. So what has the mayor done? She has Tashara. Uh, She has signed an executive order establishing a volunteer commission. They will look at the same thing that they're doing in California. They're going to look at who should get it, how they should get it, what the distribution should look like. Who's on this task force? Uh, Attorneys, academics, public health officials, youth. That's important. And uh, clergy members. Shout out to the Lord.
1: Sounds well rounded.
0: Sounds well rounded. The people closest to the problem are closest to the solution, is what the mayor says. She says, I look forward to reviewing this commission's work and charting a course that restores the vitality of black communities in our city after decades of disinvestment. Yeah. Okay? Disinvestment. She's connecting that monetary dot. This is not just good-hearted shit. Mm -hmm. This is a practical fiscal matter. And she ends with this, Dustin. She says, we cannot succeed as a city if one half is allowed to fail. Mayor Tashara Jones. Come on, Tashara Jones. Jones. Come on, Mayor Jones. Come on, Mayor Jones. Let's just talk about her for a second. I've broken bread with this sister, like I said. Um, we have, you know, uh, organizational uh, communities that we share. Tashara Jones is a case study in process. Okay. I talk about process in the book. It's Chapter 9 of Bed on Black, <laughs> the good news okay. about being black in America. Um. <laughs> And I'm very serious about process, Dustin. What I mean by that is process. Let me see. What, what is the quote I use for process? Hold on. I start each chapter of the book, you'll see, with a quote.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then I go into the lesson for Black America. Or really the strategy.
1: This is so smart, Ebony.
0: Thank you, baby. Mm-hmm. Without commitment, you'll never start. But more importantly, without commitment, you'll never finish. Keep working. Keep striving. Never give up. Fall down seven times. Get up 8 Mm-hmm. Ease is a greater threat to progress than hardship. So keep moving, keep growing, keep learning, and see you at work. Mm. That is from the great Denzel Washington. He gave that at an NAACP speech mm. a while back. I talk, I talk about pros, process in the book, Dustin, because everybody sees, uh, they, they see the drip. They see the drip. They see your chain. They see, you know, <laughs> they see the blue check. No, but this is the truth. They see the blue check. They see they see the vibes. And they say, I want to be like Dustin Ross or I want to be like maybe Ebony K. Williams. I want to be like uh, Obama. I want to be like Eric Adams. I want to be like this woman, Tashara Jones, the first black woman mayor of St. Louis, Missouri, who is now positioned to help her people get the financial wealth they deserve. Well, Tashara Jones is mayor. She was elected mayor of St. Louis in 2021. As I said, first black woman to do so. Guess what she did in 2017, Dustin? What'd she do? She ran and she lost. See what I'm saying? Everything, everything is not going to be overnight. She ran and she lost and she didn't cry about it. I mean, she might have cried like a day or something. But fuck all that shit. But she
1: dusted herself off. That's it. Try it again. When
0: Denzel says, fall down seven times, get up eight. Eight. Tashara got up the eighth time. Yep. I really need y'all to get this. No one is above the process. I got fired two times this year, Dustin. Twice. Not once, but twice. And yet it will be on record my most lucrative fiscal year of my career.
1: Talk. Ebony, come on.
0: That's not a flex. That's a testimony. Yeah,
1: to I'm about you. To, cry up in this to your fortitude. To
0: me, to our God, mm-hmm. to our, to my people, mm-hmm. to people who with, to people who When when, when I was, uh, f- shit, fucking. Let's just talk about it. You were on a podcast with Carlos King. Mm-hmm. Carlos King asked you a messy ass fucking question. Mm-hmm. He said, "Well, you know, Dustin, what happens if she's not brought back?" And you
1: said what? If she wants to come back, then she'll go back. If not, she'll be fine.
0: That's what you said. He said, <laughs> she'll well, be what? Fine. He said "Well, what 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 if she doesn't go back? Then what?" You said nothing. She'll you be actually going to the next your answer thing. was not, you said nothing will happen. Yeah. She will continue to work. She will continue to create content. She will continue to write books. She will continue to produce award-winning podcast. That's what she will do. Oh, and I guess God's gonna also give her a da- a daily news show, on top of that, unforeseen.
1: Oh, but but and, yeah, and process, and so, y'all, process, process, process. And what a what a great example you use mm-hmm. because your resilience in that circumstance, right? People would think that was just. The be yeah, all the and Satan. end all, and it was not. That was another thing in mm-hmm. addition to to the myriad of great things that you had done prior to that experience. Yeah. And when you really, again, you know, my favorite thing, I Emily, mean, you got to zoom out. When you, you zoom, zoom out, out. and you, you look at really what's going on, then you're able to see how that that is just another uh, marker in your 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 great list.
0: In in, in the journey, it's in yeah. the process. Revolt fired me. Shit, ain't no shame in my game. I, I they, mean, they, but they did, they did. Now, do, do, now, um, what's his face? Uh, shout out to Dottavio Sampson. what's Dht- up? but Negro, y'all fired my black ass, but that's okay. um, Because I get it, you know, on some level, you know, it's a youth-driven um platform. And, you know, I'm not the most inexpensive talent anymore. N- Yesterday's I mean, price is not today's price. It's not.
1: And tomorrow's won't be today. Right. How about that? You know,
0: and so that's business.
1: Further to your point Further of to my the point, process. Of the process.
0: Of the process. So I could have felt a way about that. I chose not to. I chose to maintain a good relationship with Revolt. I for chose sure. to maintain a good relationship with Bravo, which is why we kept that fucking carpet hmm. at BravoCon. Hmm. Let them know. Okay? I mean, it is
1: what it is. You were so well received um, while we were in that space, from executives mm-hmm. and um, talent as well. Like it just—it's a All good thing. It. Yeah. It's a good
0: thing. I was about to pull up at Revolt Summit. Yeah. After my termination, uh, but for a scheduling conflict. Yeah. Because, and I'm telling y'all this to tell you. Appreciate your process, how you how you deal with rejection, how you deal with even a termination. It's a lot of people right now in this season, are uh, dealing with layoffs from Meta, from Twitter, from different. Y'all, listen to this. Like jurors, I want you to hear this. This is not just about the quote famous blue check motherfuckers. This is about daily life in Black America. Yeah, yeah. Where well, you are going to get laid off, let go. Yeah. Sidelined, time and time again. Yep. Tashara ran for a public office and lost. There's a lot that goes with that, Dustin. Some public, maybe some shame. A
1: mm-hmm.
0: Lot, of, lot of, lot of mouths talking. All that. She shouldn't have ran anyway. Who does she think she was? Boop de boop de boop de boop. Bitch, she's mayor. That's who she is.
1: Mayor Jones.
0: It's Mayor Jones to you. So shout out, shout to, out to Tashara you, Jones. Jones. Yes. And to the process. Yeah. I just really wanted to.
1: It's Put important, and people need to hear that. That's encouraging. Yeah. It is It is a, a very real reminder of how th- things actually go, uh-huh. you know, when the stakes are high like that on mm-hmm. those sort of positions. So- Wonderful. And look at you just being resilient and winning.
0: Listen, because that's what that's what we're going to do. You don't you don't ever bet against a winning horse. Yeah. But that's just, you know, something else for you all to know. Now, back to these reparations in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, President Biden's White House. This is important, is giving support to the study of reparations for black people, even though the polling is not uh, favorable. According to white America, only 18 percent support it. This goes back to the previous episode. Y'all need to look at this Biden White House, not because you're a fan of Joe Biden as a person or an individual who gives a fuck about him personally like that. What I'm talking about is a Biden White House who, whose movement is reflecting an appreciation, an understanding of a mutually beneficial relationship around his political fortunes and satisfying demands of black political base. So to me, like I said, 2024 is nothing but halftime. Yeah. It's time to go on and re-up, double down, throw all of our positive reinforcement behind President Biden to say you don't need middle America, Joe Biden. You don't need white, disgruntled, uneducated uh people to show up for you because black America has you. And the more black America has you, the more we are positioned Dustin Ross to use the leverage of our political sway to get our demand satisfied. And now reparations is on the demand list in a real way.
1: I love to see this. This is, these are the politics that I like to see. This is the action I like to see. This is the focus on the more important things that I like to see. Yeah, I love this, and I really did not think that I was going to witness it. I hate to be redundant, but I did not it's, think I it's was going to see this. I did. It's worth repeating. I didn't. Ebony. I didn't.
0: I didn't. And 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 that is, it's remarkable. So let's talk about where it's already been done. Shit, mm-hmm. you know, this is no longer a pie in the sky theory, y'all. This is no more. This is no longer just an idea. Mm-hmm. Reparations for Black America is now a real thing. Look no further than the Chicago suburb of Evanston, mm-hmm. Evanston, Virginia, uh, Virginia, Evanston, Illinois, rather. Evanston's right outside of Chicago. Their city council voted eight to one to distribute four hundred thousand dollars to eligible black households. Now, might not sound like a lot of not a lot of money, but again, Evanston's a very small little suburb outside of Chicago, very, so it's yeah. not a lot of population. It's almost half a million dollars still and each qualifying household gets $25,000 for home repairs or down payments on property. Let me tell you why I specifically love the way they have distributed. I love this package specifically. Let me tell you why, Dustin. Uh-huh. Number 1, $25,000 is a lot of money. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Shit, I'll take it right now.
1: Right today. I wish to, I wish what Sookie, time I wish Suki would knock
0: on the door right <laughs> okay. now with my check. Okay, here Sookie. you go. <laughs> right now today. Okay. And let me tell you why I love that they're they're divesting it, um, rather, Dustin, or distributing it, rather, in this particular form. It's in the form of real estate. Mm-hmm. It's saying that you can either use $24,000 for down payment on a property, which for a lot of us okay, – because let's talk about real estate and black people. Right now, there are less black Americans, Dustin, that own their homes than there were for the 1970 – I want to say it's six or eight – Fair Housing Act. Mm-hmm. Know that. I think it's a 46% less than half of black Americans own the homes we live in. Damn. And, and and proportionately that metric looks worse today than before the fair housing act. Pay attention to that. And then we wonder why we only have 10% of American wealth compared to white people. We only have 10% Mm. of the wealth of white Americans. And a large reason is because we don't generally speaking own the homes we live in. We are throwing money away with renting. Now, this is not to shame renting. There are some people, well, renting is a a viable, better option for you. But at some point, Mm -hmm. at some point... You really need to consider owning some property. Property ownership is the entry point to generational wealth building. That is not my opinion. That is what every economic expert will tell you. Mm -hmm. It also allows you to do some things. It allows you to create leverage in your life. If you own your home, you could take out potentially a second line of credit to go back to school, to add on to your home to increase its value and its equity, to open a business.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Banks don't like to give black people money. If you own your home, Dustin, fuck that bank.
1: So many benefits.
0: You know what I mean? So many benefits. And we got it. Like you say, zoom. when you zoom yeah. out, yep. it's not just about the house itself. It's all the things that the wealth and the equity inside of the home that's accru- accruing, rather, compound interest affords you.
1: Yep. We yep. can't
0: talk about black liberation, y'all, and not talk about economics. They're tethered. I The first generation of black people, Dustin, that were free in this country, how did they become free? They bought it. They bought it while their loved ones were still in in shackles, in chattel. If you were blessed enough, talented enough to have a skill set, a shoemaker, a horseshoe maker, a shoe shiner, a domestic, earn a little side change. You can buy your freedom. Buy the freedom of your children. Buy the freedom of your husband.
1: That's a great point, Ebony, that people often overlook. The first people that were free, they bought that freedom.
0: And you know where you can read more about it? Bet on Black. Ah. The good news about being Black (laughs) in America today. Available on Amazon. No, but there's a whole chapter in there about that. And I call it leverage for that reason. It's not just about the the drip. We're not talking about getting some money about about for no fucking
1: That's not the value of this circumstance. Yeah, Yeah, that's
0: great. We all like nice shit. But ultimately... That is the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Uh, qualifying residents. Um, oh, back to what they did in Evanston. Um, $25,000 per eligible person for those exclusively black households. That's important because a lot of these reparation packages. We, yeah, we got to pay attention. We got to focus on this one. We, we Watch the language. Mm-hmm. It's going to start to get broader and broader and broader. And that's not a good thing. This is for black households that are that, that are the descendants of enslaved Americans. They get that twenty five thousand for their home repairs or their house. Great. Uh the program is being funded through donations and a revenue service. And this is taxes. Three percent of taxes on the sale of recreational marijuana.
1: Mm-hmm. The money's there. Win win.
0: Some win win. And the city has voted to distribute dust in ten million dollars over ten years. I just I'm just so proud. Good and this was them. enacted by um Alderman Rue Simmons is her name. She proposed the program. It was adopted in 2019. um, And she's just phenomenal. And it's just such an important model that I believe Gavin Newsom is using. I believe Eric Adams-Ass is about to have Mm -hmm. to use. We see uh, the good sister Mayor Tashara Jones using it. And it's going to be used, um, you know, further and further and further across the nation. When
1: we love to see it, roll it all the way out. Yes, Let's, let's get the reparations wave going.
0: Let's get it going. Jurors, thank you so much. Hopefully you've got some tools now, some information in your toolkit so you can make some great choices around ownership. And guess what? Ownership is tethered to what? Liberation. So as always, y'all keep it playa, stay safe, keep the faith. And in the words of the Dustin Ross, read your terms and conditions. Holden Court is an interval present original production from Uppity Productions in association with Darcy Media. Executive producer and host, Ebony K. Williams. Co-host and producer, Dustin Ross. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Produced, of course, by Ashley J. Hobbs. Editing, sound design, and mix by Stephanie Morell. Original music by Epidemic Sound. Video editing by Kaysen Alexander and Courtney Deans. Consultant, Carla Wilmaris. Special thanks to operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business Development Lead, Chefie, Ellen Swag, and Marketing Lead Samira Still.